With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Club at 22, the Rangers podcast is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Reaction as Rangers draw one each with Aberdeen at Putaudry here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Welcome to the review of the Clancy show. Um, Now for the record, I am not going to say that Clancy is completely to blame for um, Rangers drop 10-man Rangers dropping points to Aberdeen tonight, but he certainly did not help matters. He is a dismal referee and he is not good enough to referee any top-flight Scottish game, if any game at all. Uh, I am your host, Scott Carney, and joining me to discuss a rather underwhelming night is Scott Gemmel. How are you? I've been better, if I'm being completely honest. I started the day off pretty decent, looking forward to seeing the Rangers back, and then right now I'm just feeling really deflated. Yes, very deflated. Uh, Ryan Haymarsh, how are you? Ah, same as all, boys, same as all. A bit scunnered with that uh, tonight, but as I said in the pod during the week, I was getting confident, and that's exactly what happens when you start getting confident, you get a kick in the swingers. So, um, yes, probably half expecting that this evening, but... Let's dissect it and see what happens. Yes, let's dissect it and see what happens. Yeah, obviously there's a number of things we need to speak about um, tonight in terms of that game. Um, We we will come back to um, Mr Clancy uh, because I I just it boggles the mind. It really does boggle the mind um, how this man is left responsible to referee a a football match. He is incompetent at best. Uh, So we will do the starting 11. it was McGregor, Tavernier, Golds and Bassey, Barisic, Kamara, uh, a debut for Sands, 
Kent, Hadji, Wright and Morelos. Uh, the subs was a bigger bench, obviously now due to there being five subs allowed, was McLaughlin, Simpson, Balligan, King, Lundstrom, Bakuna, McCann, Itton and Sakala. Scotia, um, Sands is the main one, I think. Obviously, we we weren't aware at the time we did the preview pod that um, Scott Arfield was out and Steve Davis was out because the press conference hadn't been yet, but... Um, Gio must like what he sees in science to put him in for a game like this. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the team we all picked apart from Sands. And obviously, if Arfield had been playing or that was fit even, um, he would have been in. I've got no doubt about that. Um, so when I heard the pe- press conference the other day and was listening like what Gio was saying, I was like, right, who's going to fit in there? And I was like, I don't really want a Lundstrom and Kamara in the middle of the, middle of the park again. So it's, it's, it never ever occurred to me about Sands, if I'm being completely honest. So it was a wee bit of a surprise to see him in there. Um, but, you know, Gio must know a lot about him, because obviously he's got Claudio, obviously overwatching an awful lot, more of the MLS. And um, so, yeah, he must like him. Particularly when you've you considered that Lundstrom's still on the bench and you've, you're have bringing Sands in and you've got Arfield out, Davis out, Jack out, Aribo away at the Afghans. That seems to be like Lundstrom way down the pecking order. It does, Ryan. I'll come to you with that. Um, obviously, we've seen Lundstrom later on in the game, but we'll come on to that and discuss the game. But it doesn't look good for Lundstrom, the fact that he's been training with the team a long time. He's the kind of player that plays in that role, especially with the way that Rangers lined up tonight, but we still went with Sands. We could be reading too much into it, and Gio might just be trying to get him up to speed for the Scottish game and might as well fling him into a, a game like this. But what's your thoughts? Were you happy to see San? What do you think it means for Lundstrom? It's hard to say that I was happy to see Sands now after how he's performed tonight because I think, I know we'll go into uh, looking at the game a bit more in depth in a few minutes, but I think he struggled tonight. I think in hindsight, it wasn't the best game to put him into. But yeah, in terms of Lundstrom, it looks like it's been confirmed of what we thought, that Lundstrom's well down the pecking order with Gio. Obviously, doesn't suit Gio's style of play. And I do think Rangers are looking to, to offload him in this window. So I think he was maybe forced in to bring him on um, tonight. But it probably won't do us any harm if he's, if he's, if he's came on and he's got some minutes in his leg and keep him fresh because... Yeah, I do think Lundstrom is on his way out at Rangers. But, like I said, I've said before, I would keep Lundstrom. I think he is a decent player, but he doesn't fit this team. He doesn't fit this style that Gio wants to do. So, Sands looks as if he's a kind of more longer-term option. Um, and I'm sure he'll settle in. But, yeah, I was surprised to see him in the starting lineup. I thought Gio would maybe wait, hold off until the Stirling Albion game to, to uh, give Sands a run out. It might have forced Gio's hand, the fact of what's happened with Arfield and Davis. I think it maybe forced his hand in, uh, to put Sands uh, into the into the game. Um, I was I was slightly shocked, and I can't disagree with what we're saying about Lundstrom. It doesn't look great for him, um, and if he's not part of the plans, we've mentioned it many times before, the, the amount of wage that he's, he's going to be taking, um, it's probably best to try and move him on if he's not going to be a regular contributor to to the team. So, in the game itself, um, Rangers would set up, as you would expect, a 4-2-3-1. Uh, Sands and Kamara were the two that were sitting. Uh, Hadji was the 10. Wright and Kemp were playing as the wide players. Um, Hadji was booked on five minutes for not being the correct distance back from a free kick. Uh, it's not really a booking, but Clancy is uh, 
the ref and you're just going to give him the opportunity to book a Rangers player. And that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. I think the only person that didn't get booked tonight was me um, because I wasn't in Aberdeen. But I'd imagine if I was in Aberdeen, I would have still got booked. Um, Aberdeen go close with a great effort, to be fair to them. Um, a shot from the edge of the box just clips outside of the post. Uh, it definitely had McGregor beat. Kent then fails to capitalise and a killer spot of play by Aberdeen and losing possession uh, as his shot is a rather poor one. Um, easy pass into the front line uh, for Aberdeen again leads to a shot for uh, a shot for them, but McGregor saves it comfortably. Uh, it was a bit of a hectic first ten minutes. Scott um, Rangers really didn't stamp any sort of control onto the game and it looked like we really couldn't settle. And at this point especially, I know it's only 10 minutes in, it's 10 minutes into his debut. I'm going to caveat this by saying that I will give him praise later on, but the first 10 minutes, Sands looked completely lost. Uh, to be honest, the first five minutes, I thought Rangers started pretty brightly. They looked okay. And then how'd you get that booking? Now, this is, listen, I'm not even giving him... Um, Clancy credit here because it still wasn't a yellow card for me but I think he's given the yellow card because Hadji's raised his leg rather than just being two yards away because what can Hadji do at that point if Ferguson's just going to blooter the ball off him um, so I think he's given it for raising his leg but at the same time Hadji's doing that to kind of protect himself from getting <laughs> rattled right in the, the swingers as, as Ryan called him earlier um, but, but yeah this kind of set the tone This, but then after that five minutes Rangers kind of fell right out of the game. The game got dead, dead scrappy. We couldn't keep a hold of it. And that was Kamara. Both Kamara and Sands just couldn't keep hold of it. Get dead, dead scrappy. And yeah, he's kind of, at this point, I knew it was going to be that type of game all for the whole match, which it pretty much turned out to be, to be honest. Yeah, Ryan, Aberdeen started to set the tone a wee bit um, in terms of they just wanted to make it a battle. And Rangers kind of fell into it. Yeah. We always fall into it, Scott. We always fall into that. If, if teams want to play kind of the dirty game, and if you want to, like, we can all get frustrated with Scott Brown, but we know we've played against Scott Brown for so many years now. You know what you get from him. You don't get football. You get throwing yourself about the ground. You get smile on your face. You need to be able to beat that side of the game. You need to have that shithousery and that streetwise side of your game on point when you go up to places like Petaudry and you knew we knew we were going to be facing that side of the game and it does it really frustrates me about the Rangers players that are not wise to that and I know I, I mean I think Clance is a shocking referee and I think he's a shocker tonight but I do think Hadji's been a bit stupid there just standing and lifting his leg because you will get he, Clancy cannot wait to book players he's one of these referees that's got obviously a bit of an ego and I just feel that we are not, when teams, as you say, are up for a battle like that, are a bit of shithousery, we fall short on that. And we've, we've fell short on it for a long time. And it's not the first time we've seen it. So that's a, that's a bit I'm disappointed with Rangers, that they just weren't more a bit more clever, a bit more cute with, with, with the aspects of the game like that tonight. Yeah, and you lead me perfectly on to the next bit of the match, mate, when we have the Morelos and Scott Brown talking to from Clancy. That happens every time Morelos and Scott Brown uh, play on the same pitch. Now, we all know Scott Brown is a fanny. Every Rangers player knows that Scott Brown is a fanny. Morelos should know that Scott Brown is a fanny, but that particular fanny, he should just leave him alone, shouldn't go anywhere near him, don't even humour him, just 
get on with your game and continue to play. Um, I was going to say it later on, I'll say it now. Scott Brown did nothing that entire game apart from wind-up players. He's not got any football ability in left. He, all he has is his lack of class, and Rangers played into that tonight. He completely played into it, and Clancy adores Scott Brown. So it was always going to happen. This It's just a stupid thing that we've been dragged into tonight and really made it difficult for ourselves. See, I was, I'm going off already on one. <laughs> Bring it back down, Scott. We've got plenty of time to get into that. Jesus, man. Um, but yeah, so we're approaching the 20-minute mark. And then after a, a bit of a questionable challenge from McGregor, it was a long ball over the top, caused a bit of a problem out of nowhere. A crossfield pass from right to Kent. Kent swings in an absolute beautiful cross right into the path of Hadji, and Hadji slots at home. Poor defender from an Aberdeen point of view, eh, but it's just what the doctor ordered for us. A great goal, Scott. Great cross from Kent and a great finish from Hadji. I was a wee bit worried at our lack of control, but if you've got lack of control in a game, the best way to try and control it is score a goal. Yeah, it was brilliant, particularly where it, media, um, it just started from the, the turnaround. And... <laughs> what did... Sorry, I think Scotia, you've got to play. Carry on. No, Scotia, I jumped in in front of you there. Um, I was desperate obviously to answer the question. Um, but yeah, well, I'll take it. It was... Uh, it was the perfect uh, it was a perfect response to that McGregor um, instant where he was alleged to have taken the boy out for a penalty, which was Sky Sports we showed for now to Christmas. It was never a penalty, um, but yeah, it was a perfect response from Rangers, and that's you'd be the same as me. I was screaming at the telly, "This is a perfect time to score! Go up there and score! Go up there and score!" And it was a brilliant breakaway from Rangers, but we finished it, and that's like a, a kind of difference under Gio where we are breaking away and we're taking our chances. Um, obviously we didn't get a lot of chances tonight so that kind of shows you why we dropped points but yeah, we, we, we broke away and we, we took our chance and it was a it was a great finish by Hadji obviously I've given him a bit of stick in the last pod but he really got himself into a good area and, and, and took it well Yeah, he definitely did um, Scotia, I'll come to you for your thoughts on the goal, I thought Hadji was really good in the, the, where he was for the finishing of that um, for finishing of that goal but it, Ryan Kent as well. The ball from Ryan Kent is, is sublime. Oh, it's a brilliant cross in from Kent. And as well, right, the right ball over to Kent was really good. <laughs> and then Hadji's where he needs to be because if you go all the way back, it's Morelos that slips in and right. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, Hadji's seen that and knows where he needs to be. Um, it's three or four yards out. It's a good goal. Aberdeen, that's poor defending. I think you can see... Ross McCrory points to David Bates and goes, you take him. And that it kind of proves to me that Gerard was right, that Ross McCrory's not really a centre-half mm-hmm. um, player. Um, but no, a great goal. Um, yeah, Kent's ball again was great. Reminiscent of the ball that um, Barisic put in a couple of weeks, or not a couple of weeks back, but for the, the goal on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminiscent a wee bit of that, and um, the quality that it was. But um, yeah, like uh, Ryan said there, just... Go back from what happened 30 seconds later. The turnaround straight up the park, knock it away, and it gets everyone fuming at that point. Definitely. Apart from us, obviously. Yeah, apart from us, yes, apart from us. Obviously, our wee error there and who we were talking to just kind of sums up the night that we've had, gentlemen. It's been a long time since we've had a fucking falling over each other like that. It's been a while. Um, but aye, just kind of sums up tonight. Uh, even after we scored, though, Rangers still don't really control the game. But again, this be- seems to be coming a-, a thing with Gio, where we're quite happy for teams to have the ball. And in fairness, Aberdeen didn't do too much um, for the rest of that half, to be honest. They- they- there was a few... 
a few times they were getting down the wings too easy, in my opinion. Uh, our two fullbacks were struggling to stop any cross coming into the box at all. And must have been pleasing Alan McGregor the fact that that was happening, but we were just really struggling to to get anything going as well. And it's the obvious point out to make, and I know it is, and Ali would be saying the same thing if he was here, so I can't actually believe the words are going to come out of my mouth, but there was just a massive adibo-shaped hole tonight where we couldn't get anything to stick. And no matter how much Morelos tried, he, he couldn't quite to, quite get it to get it to come off um, for him. But we, we did eventually get, we got a bit of time on the ball when we started to see Sands as well. Sands started playing a few passes. We tried a few passes forward. They tried a few slip balls in as well, which were really good. And we started to look more settled in the game towards the end of the, the first half. Aberdeen were pressing Rangers, uh, and as soon as we got the ball, they were trying to push us high up the park. We were still doing that ridiculous thing of playing it out from the back and just kicking it away because we, we that nothing was really on, and we didn't adapt to that quick enough. But Scotia, for the rest of that half, there wasn't much in it. No, I thought after that, after we scored, we grew into it. We were, I thought Aberdeen, the first 20 minutes overall, were the better team, and then after that, up until half time, we were probably the better team. I would maybe slightly disagree with you about the Rebo shape tool. I think it was someone we needed further back because it did take Sands. That's in. only because cause you're a Hadji fanboy, mate. That's the only reason. No, no, that. not really. No, <laughs> I honest, honest to God, it's not. It's because it took Sands a wee while to grow into the game. You yeah. know, and in Aber- Aberdeen away is maybe not the best time to bring an American player and to play a game that's going to be that scrappy, you know, like Ryan mentioned. But I did think Sands grew into it. But I think we were missing someone in the middle of the pitch. And Steve Davis would be the perfect example. Because I didn't think Kamara was completely at it today either. Certainly not in that first 20 minutes. Maybe because it was it was playing beside behind Sands. But yeah, I thought oh, I've, coming up to, with Sands playing a wee bit better, I thought we were growing into it a wee bit more. Aberdeen weren't off, offering much. We weren't doing much either, though, in complete honesty. I think the, the front four that were playing it at times looked as if they would just get away with it, but it all just broke down at the last last sort of ball or something like that. And we've seen that before, but it just doesn't quite click. And I think that's what we were having in that sort of last 25 minutes of the first half. Yeah, as Aberdeen did trying to get stuff going, though, and Sands had had a few passes, Ryan, there was a few times that he did really well with stopping the play. Yeah, I'm probably like... I read a few messages on the group chat and obviously you've had your, your your view on Sands, how he played. I think he intercepted the play well. I didn't see much else from him. I thought the game passed him by, I've got to be honest. I did expect him to be coming off the pitch as the first substitution. Um, but yeah, he intercepted the play well a few times, but that was a tough game for him to play. That was a very tough game for him to be introduced to Scottish football and his teammates didn't do him many favours either because, as you said, Rangers kind of, yeah, they were the better team at the end of the second half, but there was a serious lack of quality from both teams in the final third. Like, there'd be a wee bit of build-up play and just nothing came to it, the final ball, or just a, a real lack of quality. So, yeah, you cut him slack. He's, he's, only, started his, he's only started his career this evening with Rangers, but um, I do feel the game did pass him by. Yeah, before we move on from the first half, um, I am going to 
go back to talking about Mr. Clancy. I'm sorry, lads. Uh, McCrory has a bit of a late one on Sands. Probably a booking, but I mean, it's one of them ones that you could get away with. You couldn't, you maybe not. Scott Brown's then booked um, for for pretty much up ending Ryan Kent, and he should be immediately sent off after this, in my opinion, because he claps the referee. Um, the only reason that I'm saying that, and it sounds pretty petty, if Alfredo Morelos does that, Alfredo Morelos gets sent off the park. It's uh, one rule for one and one rule for another, and this is just the start of the the massive Clancy-shaped iceberg. Um, and Tav is booked um, for winning the ball. To me, it looks like he won the ball. I'm not 100% sure. Um, a bit of a high foot from Tav, but yeah, um, Clancy's pretty much desperate to be the centre of attention and just books him because that's just what he does. He's booked the Aberdeen captain, so he has to book the Rangers captain. Um, and that pretty much sums up the half, really. Uh, battles going on. Um, Rangers were, were getting the better of it um, to a certain extent. But again, well, I was just a little bit worried with um, the ease sometimes that Aberdeen would be able to get down our flanks. That was the biggest the biggest bit for me. So we'll just get straight into the second half. Um, Scott Brown then is a volley. I think it reached the, the North Sea. Uh, he's volleyed from about 12 yards, miles over the bar. But again, Aberdeen started the better of the second half. And that was kind of a, a theme of the half. Uh, I'm not going to lie, lads. I am very disappointed that the way Rangers played that second half. I don't feel like we offered enough. I don't think anybody really took control of that game. And it was, I don't think it was inevitable what we're about to come on and talk to. Um but it wasn't good enough. It's just not good enough. In games like that, when it's only 1-0, you have to come out and you have to try and finish that game. And somebody on that pitch has to take control. And I don't think we did. Scotia, would you agree with that for the start of the second half? Yeah, I think there's only two or three moments in the in that second half that Rangers actually done anything of, of note. And like the first one was when we got a free kick with Kamara. And I think he slides it down to Kent, pass to Hadji to Morelos, over to right, right slides it into um, Tav coming running in. That was up until that point we hadn't done anything, and then it took us an, an absolute age to do anything else of note in the game, either. Um, yeah, we weren't good enough at my half at half time. I'm like, right, we could do a wee bit more, and it was completely opposite of what I expected. Yeah, Ryan, do you think? I don't think Geo's thinking this, and I honestly don't, but. It kind of looked like we were content with 1-0 and we were going to try and see it out. And look, we, Aberdeen did have quite a fair bit of possession. They didn't do very much with it. It was half chances at best. There was no blade, no clear-cut opportunity where you would expect a goal. But it was a disappointing start to the half and rest of the half for Rangers. Rangers get poorer and poorer as the game went on. I felt they really did. Um and I didn't see it changing. That was a worrying thing. I think just touching back on what we said about missing Aribo, I think we missed that player, whether it was Aribo or Arfield, that links the midfield to the strikers. I just felt any time we had possession, there was such a, a gap between the midfielders and the strikers. Like You've seen Alfie dropping, which we don't like. Alfie dropping really deep quite a lot, and he was out on the right-hand side a few times, and I just I don't like Alfie there. Get him in the middle create chances for him. Um, yeah, I think we just got poor as the game went on, really struggled to get into the game, and and that just gave Aberdeen fire. Like, they're a poor team. I said in the, the preview pod that Aberdeen will be up for this. It's a kind of place you go to, and they always up the gears against Rangers. I don't think they're up to gears. I think they played as well as they probably played all season, just 
standard standard Aberdeen performance, but it was good enough to get a draw, which was deserved, unfortunately, against us tonight. And that's how poor we were. We were we gifted them that like tonight. We totally put it in a play. If you want a point, we're here for it. Um, yeah, we just got poor on poor as the game went on, and I just unfortunately didn't see it changing as 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 the second half went on. No, definitely not. Um, it was still a bit of a battle uh, at the game. Um, we still really, nobody could really, well, Aberdeen were, were quite content to have possession, but it was more towards the end of their half and then the, the start of our half. It wasn't really pressured possession. Um, they were quite happy to have it. And as again, Rangers were seemed quite happy to allow them to do so. Um, then Clancy gets himself involved again. Um, a free kick's awarded for Scott Brown diving. Um Scott Wright slides in. He's literally sliding. Brown just falls over. And I expected, genuinely expected a free kick to go the other way. If he was going to blow for a free kick at all, I didn't think it was a free kick. But somehow Clancy's come out with the fact that this is a free kick to Aberdeen. Again, truly baffling that this man's allowed to referee games. Kent is his first involvement in the second half after a, a bit of a Hollywood pass for Golden. His first touch is sublime, um, but his end product is not, as it's all wrong. Uh, Scott Wright then comes off for John Lundstrom, and Rangers have moved to a 4 3 with Hadji put out wide. Scotia, this substitution made zero sense to me. Worst substitution we could have made, I think. Yeah. Particularly particularly the way that we pulled Hadji out right as well. It just completely nullifies what Hadji can do, particularly in a game like that. Um, no, it was completely the wrong substitution. And like Ryan was saying, I maybe expected it to be a Sands coming off for Lundstrom rather than that or bring a Sakalo on for a right. Um, but, you know, that was completely the wrong substitution in my book. Yeah, Ryan, would you go along with that? I just, I, I didn't get it. Bizarre, a bizarre substitution. We don't obviously. I don't think we've actually criticised you for anything, but that was the wrong substitution. I think you'll probably agree in hindsight now as well. Um, Sakala looked like a natural substitution for me. Bring him on, bit of pace. He's very good at, at dropping deep and running with the ball. That's what I thought we were struggling with. Right, got a few chances to do it tonight, but yeah, it was a bizarre substitution. However, to give Lundstrom credit, I thought Lundstrom did okay when he came on. I thought he had a few nice touches and he, he did his job that he was asked to do. But yeah, a, a strange into the wrong substitution by Gio. Yeah, Lundstrom did do well when he came on. I think he won his battle that he had to win. I think he'd, he'd done exactly what he was told to put on and do. But we've said it a million times on this pod. Hadji offers nothing when he's put out there. Literally nothing. He can't hold the ball up. He can't turn a player because he doesn't have the pace. It's just the wrong place, in my opinion, for Hadji to be playing. Um, if anything, um, I would have maybe moved Kent inside, put Sakala on, put Sakala out on the left. Uh, and give Kent a bit of sp a space in the middle, um, something like that. I don't know. As I say, I'm no tactics expert by a long shot, but yeah, that one for me, I was like, I actually thought at one point it was going to be a four-five-one. I was like, my God, that's desperate. Do you know what I mean? You're holding on a one-nil win against Aberdeen. Come on, but obviously it wasn't. It was a four-three-three. A, a three. Um, yeah, just a, a strange substitution, a very strange one. But it's not. I I agree with what you said. Um, Ryan, I, there's, that's no dis, disrespect to Lundstrom because I think he did his job when he when he came on. Um, we were still, see, Rangers were still struggling to keep the ball up the pitch. Um, we're into the last 20 minutes and then Aberdeen had awarded a penalty uh, for a handball from Alfredo Morelos. Absolutely no complaints from me. Ferguson scores and it's one each. Scotia, 
I again hate to sound like Alistair, but I didn't. I thought, well, the best we'll do is a draw here. Yeah, when that that happened, yeah, no complaints with the penalty. But as soon as it went in, I was like, oh, no, it's just going to be that. This kind of night where, yeah, that's that's it for us, um, because we hadn't offered enough going forward. And like we say, oh, that change, Kenny, it stops us playing. Because at this point, had Hadji even come off at this point? I don't think he had. I think he was still playing out wide right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, we were. I, yeah, as soon as that happened, it was like no. And it's at that stage of the game, you've only got what realistically you've only got about what thirteen, fifteen minutes left to do anything. Uh, well, it just you knew that it was kind of that night. Yeah, well, considering we had zero shots on target, uh, I think in that half up to that point, then Ryan I wasn't feeling the most positive about it. Nah, not at all, and I totally agree with you. I didn't have any complaints about the penalty, although my son did text me and said, Morelos, an idiot. I don't blame Morelos for it either. It looked as if it was one of those ones where he couldn't really get out of the way of it. Maybe I'm just cutting him a bit of slack, but I do feel as if it was just one of those ones. Um, we put ourselves in that position by not getting the second goal. We all know, we've seen this under the previous regime, if you don't get your second goal... The other team will always get a chance. You'll always get a chance. Um, and we've been stung. So we deserve what we got. I think we all said that in the group chat. We deserve what we got. And unfortunately, I'm usually quite positive about Rangers when if it goes to one each. But I didn't feel we were going to win that game tonight. When it went one each, I was like, that's it. At best, we'll get a draw here. If anything, Aberdeen will get another one. And I don't usually feel that. But that, that shows how badly we played tonight. Yeah, especially the second half. I, I I genuinely think Aberdeen required a penalty or a free kick in a very dangerous a very dangerous area to score. I don't think they would have scored from open play. Uh, they didn't offer that much. They really didn't. So I, I think they they did need that penalty, um, and they definitely got their tails up and didn't get our tails down as such. I think we still we still did quite well in defending, if that makes sense. We, we still managed to kind of keep on top of it, um, even though with the absolute shit show that we're about to about to speak about. Ryan, you mentioned earlier as well about the, the dark arts, and I've actually noted it down, just actually just put Aberdeen doing the dark arts much better than we are. Every time we got near to them, a touch on the back, anything they went down and Clancy was giving it, Rangers don't do that, and we need to start doing that more. It's just one of those things, like to break up the play, and it works every time, especially by a referee like Clancy, who's just desperate to blow his whistle and be on the telly. That's literally the only reason the guy's a referee, I think. It's just, oh, I've got a whistle, I can make noise, and I might see my face in the telly tonight. And that's literally all, all Clancy is. Um, Morelos, then, is, to be fair, is a great effort um, with a volley, but it's saved from loose. Um, I really are not careful on Morelos with this one. I say he connected with it pretty well and loose got up to get there, and then. Yeah, Rangers are then down to 10 men. Um, gets a dive from Scott Brown. Um, Clancy buys it. Kent gets his second yellow and he's off. I said that earlier, Scott, so the only thing that Scott Brown has is his lack of class. He's not a good football player. And we've let him get at us tonight. We've let him somehow let this <laughs> imposter of a football player Get one of our men sent off. Um, I know Clancy obviously is bought into it and it's it's worked for him, but the tone was set very early for me with Clancy and Brown tonight. And yeah, I don't yeah. want I don't I don't want to put my tin pot hat on, mate. I really don't. 
No, well, I, I th think I messaged you guys after about eight or ten minutes saying guaranteed that someone's getting sent off in this game tonight because it had it written all over it. And it's because it is Clancy and it's because, you know, that way good referees are referees that you don't speak about and you don't notice and the game goes. Clancy's one of these referees. Every single time we have Clancy as a referee, he's talked about. Um, and it's been going on for years and years. Um, yes, yeah, Scott Wright, Wright dives. Scott Wright, sorry, Scott Brown. Um, you know, dives to get that foul, get him sent off. And like I was saying to you before we came on air, Scott Brown was once a very, very good football player. Very, very good. Maybe a bit strong, but he was a very good football player at one point. But you know, you're going like, to get slaughtered for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. I, 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 well, no, mine twin Brown. We were signing Brown and Thompson. Yeah. I wanted both no, of them. No, so I'm no, not no. going to go back and say that I didn't want him I thought he was a good footballer at that time since then though he's, he's depreciated in value and like you say he's just turned into this kind of wind up merchant that, but he does it all the time against us and he's very intelligent doing it against us all the time against us because we fall for it every single time it seems to be so to be honest can you blame him if it's going to work no, you can't. You, you can't blame him. Um, you, you honestly can't. Look, I know, right? I'm pretty sure Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is furious with the team tonight, and I'm pretty sure he's furious with the ref. We haven't seen the post-match um, reactions from um, the camp recorded pretty much at full time. But Ryan Kent's first booking it's about handbags. Johnny Hayes is the one that approaches him. He's not booked him for the foul. Um, and he's definitely not booked him for the push that he did on Johnny Hayes because he already had his card out. He'd already made the decision that he was booking Ryan Kent. So it's two soft bookings. Um, this, the second one especially just isn't a booking because it's, it's barely even a foul, if a foul. So, yeah, Clancy's just shambolic. It's the last time I've seen... It's, it's funny because Kevin Clancy gave two yellow cards to Ryan Kent today and managed to send him off. Which is the rules. If you book someone twice, you send them off. So to give Kevin Clancy a bit of credit, he's he's obviously developing his game because the last time I seen him give two yellow cards to somebody was Scott Brown and he failed to send them off at Parkhead. Mm -hmm. Um so he's 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 improving Kevin Clancy, so let's not be too harsh on him. <laughs> he's, a, he's a shocking referee. He's an absolute shocking referee, and we all know what we're gonna get from him where he is it, where he is refereeing our games, but I don't want to touch on Scott Brown too much. You, you need to be cleverer. You need to be cleverer than that. He is not... I've said it a hundred times, but I'm not being a good footballer. He's there. He turns up against Rangers to wind him up, and he's done it game after game, and these players fall for it. And I don't understand why nobody just kind of walks up to him. I've seen him and Tav having a week and a, a word with each other, and Tavian must be looking at him going, listen... You're a failed ten in a row captain. Like that's why you're playing Aberdeen, son. Like, get your hands off me. And I hope that's what Tavernier said to him. He's just he's a joke figure, but we also can I make a fool of ourselves the way we act and we should never be getting angry over something like that. He failed last year and he knows it. Um, but he, he seems to be out out to out with an agenda. I don't think he's looking for three points and a result against Rangers. I think he's just out to get somebody sent off and he's he's achieved it tonight and his, his friend, Mr Clancy, has helped him along with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's absolutely helped him along with it. And as I say, Rangers can, Rangers can have dropped to a 
a four four one really at this point. Um, Aberdeen do very little. Um, they they don't really have a a, a great chance, a clear cut chance, and neither do we. And it, the game peters out rather, and it's a a, a one each draw. Um, again, it's it is it's disappointing. It's not the return we wanted from um, the winter break. Uh, not really. It was just so underwhelming. The second half, especially, it was just so underwhelming for me. It was not nowhere near the standards that we need to be playing at. Um, it really isn't. Uh, so it's un- it's unfortunate that it's happened like that. Um, but I suppose it is what it is. And at least a, a ten-man Rangers team have still managed to come out with a draw. Scotia, can you pick a man of the match? Um, honestly, can't. I've been looking through it, and I'm like, no. I think no. Honestly, God, I can't. Um, yeah, so I just need to say no. No man in match. Say no. Yeah, I, I'm struggling too. Ryan, have you got a man of the match? I have. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was a player who played very well tonight, and I'm, I know he'll be surprised at me saying that, but I thought he was. Thought he won almost every header and every tackle. I thought he was really good tonight. It's Connor Goldson. I thought he did a lot of a lot of good things right, and just continuing his his form under Gio. I thought he was good, and I know it's hard to. It's hard to be positive about anyone um, after a performance like that because they've really let us down and they've let Gio down tonight. Um, but no, it's Conor Goldson. I thought he played well tonight. Yeah, I'll give you that, mate. I would say even Bassey as well, actually, on reflection when you're thinking about it. And I know you, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it more with clear heads. This is obviously very raw. It's just after the game and um, I'm so furiously pissed off at Kevin Clancy. I'm trying to keep it together. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bassett and Goldson, yeah, you're probably it's probably probably be a shout there, mate. To be honest, um, as I say, I mean, Barisic was good in spells again. His defending was a wee bit dodgy at times. Tav again struggled sometimes as well, but was solid enough. Um, but there was nobody, no, not a real shining light in an attacking sense anyway. Um, apart from Ryan Kent's delivery and Hadji's finish, that's pretty much the only positive of a forward play that we can take from today. Anyway, gentlemen, never easy when it's a, a disappointing result, but thank you for your time, Scotia. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to all these pelters I'm going to get in the comments for my co- <laughs> what I said about Brown there. <laughs> uh, you probably will, mate, to be honest. Yes, you probably will. I'll hide for a um, few days. <laughs> Yeah, it won't be as bad as when Ryan disrespected Aston Villa. Uh, Ryan had to, literally had to move house. Um, uh, Ryan, thank you very much for your time, mate. Cheers. I had half a half a Birmingham after me after that pod. Uh, that was a good <laughs> laugh. Uh, no, cheers for that. I mean, it's hard. It's a hard one to take tonight, but I think we will look back on this. And and I mean, it was Livingston away, Hibs away, Hearts away, and Aberdeen away. And if you'd said it beginning of that you'll drop two points, you would have taken it. And it is a tough one to take, and we played poorly tonight, but do you know what? We can end them if we go to Celtic Park and win. That's the way I'm looking at it. We're four points clear, and we're still top of the league, boys. Exactly, mate, and we are still unbeaten under Geo. That is something uh, to take away from tonight. So, shameless plug from me. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like the videos, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Leave a comment, follow our socials. It supports us and helps us to get out there as many Rangers fans as possible. You can also join the channel um, for only 99p. Uh, you'll be helping supporting this podcast to grow and get even better. And you can also buy the podcast a coffee if it's not if you don't want to subscribe. Just like Nick did today, who you a, he's a Wills fan, uh, and he's shown some of the Ranger, Rangers faithful up by the by the coffee buying. So uh, surely we'll be kind of be having that. Bears, come on, come on. 
I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Thank you very much, Nick. I uh, really do appreciate that. Uh, right, we'll be back later in the week with a preview pod uh, ahead of the, the game against Sterling Albion, our return to Ibrooks after the winter break. As I said, still unbeaten um, in the league under Gio. And that's, that, that's something, I suppose. Wasn't the night we were all expecting, but it's football. Yeah, sometimes these things happen. Uh, and haste you back, Joe Aribo. <laughs> uh, we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and I'll speak to you all next time. Cheers, everyone. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.